Is business just business or is business personal? It's your boy Mason, the host of the Lunch Break Podcast. Let's get it. In honor of Kobe Bryant, each episode will be around 24 minutes. And each guest you can expect to be from different industries and careers. But the main focus is business is business or is business is personal. Let's get into this episode. What's going on, Mason, man? Thanks for having me, man. It's honored to be here. Honestly. Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. It's, it's dope. Because like we met over Clubhouse and a nice. lot of podcast episodes that I've done this year have been through Clubhouse. But you and I, we on Zoom right now. So um, I feel like the quality has been different doing it the way I was doing it. So I think this is, will be a little better for the people. But for the culture, right. man, um, what do you like to eat for, for brunch, man? For brunch? All right, so I got to give you a little bit about brunch. I love brunch. Okay, at least once a week, I'm going out for brunch. I think for me, man, I love a good omelet. Um, I do sometimes go for like a chicken and waffles. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> but I like omelet. I love a good pancake, maybe some sausage, some roasted potatoes with like some bacon bits on it. Mm. You, know, the, you know what I'm saying? Right. This right. Type, right. type of vibe. Thanks, 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 thanks. Yeah, man, sure. for me, yo, so honestly, bro, the best brunch place i've ever been and to me this is the best place on the planet thus far it's called iron gate cafe and it's in albany new york out of all places you see what i'm saying for me number one is the experience and number two um it's like they got the they got the french toast or whatever but my favorite thing outside of iron gate cafe gotta have a burger egg orizzi on that joint off the chain, bro. Okay. No matter what the toppings is, I could remix that joint. Don't matter, but that's that's where it's at, bro. That's where okay. It's at, bro. So I definitely want to take your word for it. When I come to New York, I'm like Mason. I'm going to the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's what's crazy about it, it used to be. It used to be a mansion, right? And then somebody purchased that joint and turned it to a school, and then somebody purchased that joint and turned it from um, from a school to a restaurant. So it has a lot of history. Yeah, yeah. a lot of rebrands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that joint, that joint Liddy, man. That joint Liddy. Okay. I got to definitely right. try that. So now let's kick into the content, bro. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is uh, the effects of social media. Mm. I respect you because you've been doing your thing with that. Um, and visibility versus privacy. Great you know time. But time. let's welcome VJ. VJ, uh, welcome to the... Welcome to the stage man it's good it was good hello um vj what's going on what's going on man what's going on i'm sorry about my camera um i cracked my phone my camera doesn't work so (laughs) it's all good it's It's gonna be um it's gonna be the audio podcast we'll post we could post the video to um some of the highlight clips um but yeah right now we're about to tap into the effects of social media and visibility versus um, social media uh, versus privacy. So when you think about social media, um, Malik, mm. what do you feel is some of the effects that it have on people? And let's just start general for a second. Let's just okay, keep so it Okay, so I feel like for some of the effects, I would say, at least from personal experience, from what I've gone through, what I've seen my friends go through, it's a lot of pressure. Um, I guess that comes with anxiety from social media, seeing everyone posting and living their best life and showing their best foot forward all the time. 
Very rare. I see a lot of people go through like uh, validation, um, I guess, mm. issues with that, trying to get validation from it as opposed to getting it from themselves. But at the same time, I feel like I feel like with everything in life, too much of anything is not good for you. So I mm. definitely think it has a good balance of how you use it. And I don't think it's in, you know inherently evil by nature. So I think another effect with social media would probably be people, I guess, being able to find their voice, which I think is great. I mean, I'll be able to do that. I'm pretty sure you have and a few other creators out there. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, intricacies that goes with it for sure. Yeah. I like how you said it, it put pressure on people to put their best foot forward. So let's dive into that portion and then we'll talk validation next. So do you feel like, okay, because I feel like sometimes people lack um, vulnerability or, you know, let's just say somebody's a millionaire and they talking, you know what I mean? Like how they got there, they don't really talk about the, the nitty gritty, so to speak, behind the scenes on how they got there. Right. And so some people may think, oh, it's just, it's, a, it's easy to become a millionaire if you just look at their social media you know what i'm saying right they just only talk about the highlights they don't talk about and they make it look easy right 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 so do you feel like there's a uh disillusion because people put their best foot forward and they don't talk about because like somebody could be going through something let's say it's a friend your friend whatever whatever and you're like oh based on their social media they look gucci guy (laughs) (laughs) well i think to go to your point i think with social media, you shouldn't believe everything what you see. Because like you just said, you don't know what they're going through. And the best foot forward, it's kind of a double-edged sword because on one hand, you can say that someone is doing it because they want to, you know, maybe reach a certain audience or whatever the case is. But on the other hand, that you know, that person maybe just wants to inspire and motivate people. But I think that goes back to your bigger point of that vulnerability. Because when you get vulnerable, you get relatable and then people will vibe to you and cling to you. Right. If you notice some of the people who we've met, even through clubhouse or even our everyday, some of you go to that page. If it's too cookie cutter clean, I'm just like, ah, like, come on. Where's the, where's the you in this? You know what I mean? Like, I understand the process where that's why some people have like, I guess, personal pages too, which is fine. But I think for me, I always look for that healthy balance of, whatever your brand or business is, but also you as a person. Right, right, right. Uh, VJ, what's, what's your thoughts, man? Or do you have any, any questions? So, I mean, okay, let's start with this. Social media is, it's amazing, right? It's the internet. The internet's great. But I think with social media, it gives everyone a voice. And that's something I appreciate, but also something I don't appreciate because the world lacks clarity. And uh, mm. when people lack clarity, it's very easy to get confused, to and get conflicted, and also exposed. Yeah, sure. But um, I don't even think that's the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue is that um, it's easy to drag people down with you. Hmm. I think, yeah, rip- think about it this way. Think about it this way. If. So the NFL today just hired their first ever black um, officiate, uh, officiator. Um, so that's that's amazing, right? But then you go on Facebook, you go on IG, you go on any platform, Twitter. 
they talk about that for two seconds. But what they're really talking about is why didn't they hire this um, this other uh, black man or this uh, brown woman or whatever? Why can't you focus on the positive? Why can't you see what's happening and magnify that as well and spread some true positivity in this world so everyone can actually unite? When everyone has a voice, it's very easy to... Uh, I, I love democracy, right? But um, mm-hmm. I think everyone does need a voice, but I think people have to be wary of what they speak. And uh, in this social media era, people, everyone just wants to talk, man, at the end of the day. People don't Thanks. really care about what they're saying. They don't understand the magnitude, the, the ripple effects, uh, how it affects the younger generation, how it affects others like themselves. And... Uh, yeah, I just I just hate that the internet is used as a tool to spread negativity a lot faster well, than positivity. Facts. But facts. I think that's well, BJ, I want to keep it a book with you. That's why I'm on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, well, really? BJ, I want to speak to no that shade, point no shade. Um, about you know people spreading hate. I think there's obviously I think people do spread a lot of hate, maybe even more so than positivity. But let's keep it real when it comes to media and the news and all these different platforms, that toxicness sells, unfortunately. I'm not saying I don't agree with with it, but it sells. An article on, you know, someone getting robbed or whatever, or someone, you know, scamming someone will get more news coverage than a 14-year-old boy who builds a device in his room. You know what I mean? So I do agree with that point. And to your second point about, everyone finding a voice that's why also i believe words obviously have power they have meaning so you just have to be careful obviously we're aware of this but the kids are coming up or people who use social media have to be mindful of what you say can affect people but also can be used against you unfortunately um so yeah that's a great point i think that's also the strength in social media right the fact that it can be used against you the fact that everything's on tape everything's written in ink the internet's written on ink not in pen not in uh, pencil so that's the beauty of the internet right you can't just backtrack and say hey i never said that well even if you say that well here's the proof these were your actions speak to them but at the same time you also have to consider the fact that actions get succumbed to uh is blown out of proportion where people stopped uh, thinking of context, right? And like you said uh, about the news and the media, I don't really have a problem with the news and the media. Yeah, um, negativity sells, and I'm not a fan of that. But at the end of the day, I think people themselves need to realize the power of context. People fail to uh, look for context. Um, Yeah, to add to what y'all saying, like this reminds me of Social Dilemma. I believe it was in Social Dilemma. I watched that, yeah. And I think homeboy said the truth is boring and that's why toxic news, you know, false news sells because most people are not necessarily looking for the truth. And what BJ is saying, I feel like people should have their own personal accountability to vet what they see on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like just because something goes viral doesn't mean it's true. Just because something is a headliner doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but some people, they just so quick to share something, you know what I'm saying? So quick, oh, did you see that? Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, did you see, and next thing you know, so many people talking about it, people think that it's true, but that could be false. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Things could be tweaked, things could be edited, Photoshop, it's like, doesn't mean it's true. 
I think the thing with the truth is, so I've grown up playing sports and what my coaches always taught me is something that was very different about me than others was um, those who truly want to be great, want to be told the truth and not everyone does. And that's also part of the reason why, uh, I mean, people say they do, but they don't really, because when it comes, uh, when it comes time, they're not ready for it. Yeah, BJ, it's a great point you're making, and I literally... Are you on Clubhouse by any chance, my man? Uh, Yeah, I'm on Clubhouse. Oh, he's definitely... Yeah, he's okay. definitely I was going to say, yeah, man, you got to definitely come to my room once I get start hosting again, because I literally had a whole segment about can people handle the truth. I don't sure, think they can, sure. from what you just mentioned. You know, like... I think people are um, capable of it. I just don't think they're ready for it. I think too many exactly. front it. I think too many act like they're ready for it, but they're really not, because when it comes down to it, they like to run away. True. Yep. Well, they escape. I, I also, yeah, go ahead, Mason. Now, I was going to say, some people run the social media to escape. So right. if you escape in reality, why are you going to look for the truth on, on social? That is true. Right. Um, I think it also like, has to do with what BJ just mentioned about your upbringing, right? Like, mm. you guys mentioned about you played sports, you had to deal with adversity, you, oh, you wanted the raw truth from your coach on how you can get better. And I think people like you said, maybe not don't want to strive to just be great and just settle with good enough. But also, I think if you can't even tell yourself what's wrong with you and what's wrong, how are you going to be able to be open to hear from others? You see what I'm coming from? Facts. Right. right. Facts. And I think that goes into your second point, and we could talk about it, validation, right? Like, mm. some people, they like their self-esteem is based on how many likes they got. Oh, you know, whether, whether it's male, female, yeah, whether nope. it's male, female posts and they get 100 likes, makes you know, next post, you only get one like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Oh, I had a bump on my face in that picture. It's like, come on, bro. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So it's like the effects of social media is crazy sometimes when it comes to self-esteem. What's your thought on that? Let's well, let's dive deep I want to touch on that one point you just mentioned about the bump on your face, um, <laughs> <laughs> because just a quick side note, I do YouTube. So I've actually had a video where there was something on my face and I was like super embarrassed because I'm thinking if I can see this, I don't know. I'm sure everyone else can. So I, I definitely feel you on that. But in terms of the likes and the validation, I mean, that's a part of the process, right? Like you have to be comfortable knowing that you're going to have your highs, you're going to have your lows. And as long as you're putting out content that you generally like doing, that's authentic to you and that you love, you know, making, it shouldn't matter how much likes it gets compared to your previous posts or whatever. It's life is a marathon, not a sprint. So you may get two likes tomorrow, but next week it may go up to 10 likes or the next post may get 50, you know, and, you know, a lot of people hold, you know, weight or stock in that. But at the end of the day, is the content good and is it there? You know where I'm coming from? I yeah. think it also has to do with, like, the power to understand and just step out of your comfort zone, right? Because right. so many people get famous on Instagram for TNA, right? Like, ass and tits. But at the end of the day, what's – who are you? Like, what's, what's different about you? All I see on your page is the same generic pose, the same generic photo that everyone else has with the same bullshit caption from a – from a song of a lyric that you don't even understand. <laughs> yo, BJ, and, I feel attacked, yo, because some, some of my early picks have that. Yo, don't do that to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not showing shots, but what I'm trying to say is 
Um, lost my thought. I lost my thought. I get, but, I get uh, what you're saying, though, because there are certain things where, you know, people be like, okay, if I post about this, I know I'm going to get 100 likes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I you know what I'm saying? Like, think about, saying. like, even TikTok, like, you know what I'm saying? They know if they do, if they make a certain video, they know they're going to get a lot of likes or a lot of views. Right. But is that right. is that what you want to be known for? Right. Um, you know I just remember what I was trying to say. It's also like, I, has, I think it has to do like, I think there's a lot of power in uh, branching out and trying something new and having the power to post it out and put it in the world, right? Because Absolutely. you can put the same content, but if you don't know how, what you're doing when you post something new and whether or not it gets new engagement is you're trying something. Exactly. And that will allow you to grow. I think people need and to understand that and people need to be ready for that because at the end of the like, think about all these great artists, right? Drake, Justin Bieber, um, Kanye, Rick Ross, Kanye, uh, Lil Wayne. There's so much versatility. Juice World was uh, supposed to be great. There's so much versatility there. They were never afraid to uh, step out. And someone else who I really like, I don't like his music, but um, I really appreciate the fact that he always tries new stuff, whether or not it's good, he's going to put it out there. And this guy is Lil Mosey. So I'm actually inspired by that because at the end of the day, he, um, he'll put it all out. He'll put it all out. He'll let the world decide what works, what, what doesn't work. But right. he's not afraid to step out of his comfort zone and just try stuff. So I think that's something that we can really adapt to. I think social media is amazing, right? Um, without the internet, we wouldn't be where we are today. We wouldn't be as advanced. It wouldn't be as easy for people to, well, I'm not saying it's necessarily easy, but it wasn't, wouldn't be as simple for people to, to blow, right? Like it's because of the power of social media, you'll, it's more likely that you'll end up finding the next Rockefeller um, because they'll be able to brand themselves than um, without the internet. Right. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, I was thinking like, um, when I think about if someone base their self-esteem on likes, they have no self-esteem at all. You know, because oh, like, it's kind of like, you got to be confident before you step onto a platform. You got to be con- like, you got to be okay with yourself because there's going to be trolls. There's going to be with that, um, especially if you're doing something different. Like, oh, why are you doing that? Da, 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 da. Like, you're going to have haters. Yeah. But if you trying to like, oh, I have to get a certain amount of likes to feel good about myself. That's not a good place to be. You go, you are, you, the control is not on you. You allowing other people to control your confidence. So it was like, well, yeah, I kind of like that too, when it goes to like, even like followers, right? Like a lot of people worry mm-hmm. about the, like I've even met people on socials who are very critical on keeping their follower count ratio a certain way, or I can't, uh, I can't I have to make sure that people that I have to have more followers than people I'm following. I'm like, yo, if I like your content, I think you're dope. I don't care. I don't at the end of the right. day, like that's just a headache trying to like keep that ratio. I'm like, bam, do you like the person, their content or whatever? Like does that shouldn't, you know, dictate anything. And the yes. likes, I think that's important too, because that's why I think it's affecting the younger generations, especially because at least, you know, I consider myself a millennial. Some people say I'm Gen Z. That's debatable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the Gen Z's, I'm 24. Right. Well, you- what year you're Gen were you Z, born? bro. You're Gen Z. What year? Yeah. What year? 96? 96. Yeah, you're well, Gen Z. Well, they say 96 is the tipping the point of millennial. 
Yeah, it is a tipping you, point. But, you see um, what I'm saying? Thank you. Ages six to twenty-four right now are Gen Z. That is you know crazy. I'll take. I'll take it. I'll take it. But because I'm twenty-eight, can, I'm twenty-eight. You're at the coast. So like, you're at the coast. You're I the am. Coast. I am. For sure. Damn, I embrace you, man. I embrace you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you said ninety-seven, I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah, no, no, no. Ninety-seven. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept my fate. I would. I would. Um, but yeah, I feel like even like growing up, I can remember at least when certain social media apps were taken off, like Facebook, well, for me, it was middle school, right? Or, you know, Twitter and stuff like that. These kids coming up, this is all they know. They're starting off on the platforms. They're starting off on their devices and tablets, things of that nature. Now, in some sense, I think it's great because my cousin, who's only 10 years old, is learning things at an age where I didn't have maybe the access to and at a faster rate. She's learning us another language, learning how to code, learning how to build a website, stuff like that, which I think is super cool. So the kids are getting more innovative and creative. But on the bad side, it's like, you have to be more restrictful in what they're consuming, put that parental control on everything and mm. things of that nature, because they're going to be very adventurous and curious. You know facts, what I mean? facts, 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 facts. Parental control, that reminds me of when we said we were going to discuss visibility versus privacy. Before mm -hmm. we move on to that, uh, VJ, you had anything to add no, to the effects no. of social media? Uh, yeah, so like, um, it, it, it's tricky when you have uh, this digital world we live in and to balance what's going to be visible and what I'm going to keep private. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like how, do, how do I have a private life and I'm, I'm trying to be, if somebody's trying to be a social media influencer or, or this, that, and a third. So right. um, what's some of your thoughts on that, um, Malik? Well, I think for anybody, especially the accounts that I follow, I, I just noticed that the people who are successful at it, you're just real, they're authentically themselves all the time. It's not a front and they have a nice balance of, hey, this is what I ate for breakfast versus, hey, I'm meeting with the breakfast club or whatever. So like they do that balance, which I think is great. I don't necessarily think it's bad if you don't, that's completely up to you and how you want to live your life. But I like the people who show the balance or at least if they're full, they're full fledged on just showing their business, you can, they take you behind the scenes of like, Hey, this is how I create these posts or things of that nature. So then I can learn from them and get inspired as opposed to just here every hour I'm posting, posting, posting you know, buy, buy, buy my $1,000 course and my flat tummy tea. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the yummy tea, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I do think, like, a lot of people do have a good balance. Like, uh, there's, I, I could say her name. Her name is Shay Robottom. She does, I think she does phenomenal. Um, her content is funny, but also a mix of business with it. I've never seen someone so... Uh, humorous yet business savvy at the same time she does a good good with that hurt. yeah 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 and like but like some people i think they're they might be too personal and it's like i feel like some people post out of a reactive state of mind like whether okay you're going through a hard time like there is like vulnerability that you want to put out there but there's certain things that i'm like eh, I don't know if that should have yeah. been put out there. You know what I mean? I <laughs> just flashed my mic. I thought this was close. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's expanded. funny? 
Oh my gosh, that's a great point you just made, man. It's like, uh, it's like, ah, uh, it's kind of like Twitter, right? It's kind of like you could have kept that in the drafts. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have to see that. <laughs> <laughs> he said in the drafts of the. Oh snap! But BJ, what you what you say, bro? I think there's two sides, right? I don't believe that the most like, people that are more the most successful are authentically themselves twenty four seven. No, I think definitely not. because of the industry, um, regardless of what industry you're in, right? Um, and Hollywood experiences the most. There's a certain persona that sells and a certain persona that doesn't sell. True. So whether or not you're that person, whether or not you're aggressive or whether or not you're loving or whoever it is that sells for you, you're forced to put that out there. Even music, right? So many artists have songs, unreleased songs that you find which are so much better than their hits and their greatest right. hits. And you're like, what if that, what if drives you crazy? Yeah. But Definitely. it's, it comes down to the business standpoint, right? What sells, what doesn't sell. But at the end of the day, I, I think there's like, I think no matter what you do have to be 80% yourself. Absolutely. You have to be, because people will see that. They'll I was see just going to say you that. Have Absolutely. To be an amazing actor. Yeah. But people will see that people are inspired by people that have the courage to just be themselves, whether or not they admit it, whether or not they appreciate it at the time. But that's the reason they follow them. That's the reason they want to be like them. It subconsciously. Um, that's what they crave. And uh, that's why they love them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the 80%. Yeah, 80%, I, I definitely uh, can agree to that. If not that, it's around that. Um, because I think of somebody like uh, J. Cole. Mm. If you look at the quote-unquote statistics, you would say, oh, he's not that great a rapper compared to somebody like Drake. You know what I'm saying? But if you look at the their pen, if you look at, like, like J. Cole is a great artist. Yes. But I feel like his, his music is so raw that it don't necessarily sell as much as like uh, it could if he now i'm saying and, and i and i respect that he knows like i think he i think it was in an interview he knows like he's like listen i'm not gonna be commercial same thing with alicia key like she's like i'm not she's like, i'm gonna be 100 percent myself she decided right. not to do that 80 percent route you know what right. i mean because drake think- you know drake made what hotline bling toosie slide like you know what i'm saying drake is not a dancer <laughs> but he's like yo <laughs> I'm about to make this brace. I know this will sell. I'm gonna make that drink. I think Drake can adapt like no other. Absolutely. He can adapt like no other. J. Cole, if he wanted to, I'm pretty sure he could. Um, Alicia Keys, if she wanted to, I'm sure she could. But the reason Drake and Jay-Z and Beyonce stand out is because they know how to adapt. 50 Cent is still relevant today. They know how to adapt. You have to move with the times. And I think that's something J. Cole struggles with. You need to move with the times. to be your raw self is great right but then there comes adaptability and understanding trends and understanding what the world wants because now you're no longer just speaking to um the followers that you grew with you're now also talking to the younger 14 year olds who are um, who like all they know is social media right so that's why i respect drake so much um same thing with kanye He's always himself. Ye is one of those people that's always himself. 
But at the same time, he's versatile. He's never afraid to step out. J. Cole isn't afraid to step out for, like, who he is. But I don't right. really see him um, adapting to new, new new styles, new trends. That's something. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. I think he did I'm gonna say, come out with a sneaker. And I know he's doing something with the NBA. I don't know if he what's what's up with that but yeah he did he did um <laughs> he did. I think the, he amount was a of, sneaker. the amount of he him branching out is not the same of like you said jay-z beyonce Drake. But yeah really- i think to j cole's um detriment in a sense well, first of all first of all i just want to put it out there i'm from new york i absolutely love j cole i have nothing against him but i oh, was no, just I saying hey this man can't <laughs> oh, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> no i know i know i know i know i know i know <laughs> but no, no, this is no J. Cole hate train, by the way. It's all oh, no, not but at all, not at all. I think with to your point, Mason and VJ, that you guys just mentioned about Cole, and this has always been my biggest gripe with Cole up until maybe 2018. I was always tired of Cole's notion of I don't I'm the you know, you're the greatest rapper, which is fine, but he never stepped outside of his comfort zone. Like he does what works, what his fans like, he appeals to his niche, and then that's it. It was up until 2018 where he went that crazy feature run when he was hopping on everybody's album from Royce to 21 Savage. If you had told me in 2017, J. Cole's going to work with 21 Savage, I'm like, no, he wouldn't. He would never do that. But that right. whole year, he was on everybody's albums, J-Rock, you know, all these other things. And I like that because it showed, okay, Cole can also give you the soulful um, boom bap beats but he can also hop on the trap wave as well. And then that led us to the great album, which I still play to this day, Dreamville, right? So I think Cole has adapted maybe in that year and a half, maybe. And <laughs> I would like Cole, my biggest thing with him, I know he's a great producer as well. He writes all his own things, his own songs and his produces his own music. But I would love if Cole would work with other artists on his albums because that's where they fall short for me, Right. So right. I think it's like what VJ said. It's knowing your audience, knowing what works, but also that adaptability skill is so essential to me. I think all of us here, honestly. Kendrick That's, does the best. He does. Yo, that boy, did he, was it German or Russian he rapped in one time? I'm like, yo, that was crazy. Like, I forgot, <laughs> yeah. I forgot what song that was. But he you said, know what that like, reminded yo. me of? That reminded me of Kobe. Right now, when you just said that, for some reason, because uh, he knew all these different languages too. Yeah, he knew like, like mad there was languages. um he learned Slovenian just so he can talk to Luca in the wow, game. Wow. I don't know if you guys know that, but uh, he That's learned crazy. Slovenian just so he can get Luca's attention in a game. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah, crazy. um, I don't know how much he learned. I don't not not in full fluency, but uh, right, he learned right, enough right. to like just start a conversation. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That brings me to our haymaker question um, for the culture of the Lunch Break Media Group and the Lunch Break Podcast. Um, You know, a lot of people, they say business is just business. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then some people feel business is personal. Mm. What's your your thoughts on that? Do you feel like, you know, do you feel business is just like, yo, I I ain't about that? Or is it like, you know, with, is there a personal side to to professional life? Interesting. VJ, go ahead, VJ. I'm gonna think on this for a little bit. Um. Well, I think. Are you talking about it in terms of the macro or in the micro? 
It can be both. It can be both. Well, I'm going with business is I'm going with it's a lifestyle. You don't when you're in a business and you're running it, you don't really have the option to say, hey, um, I'm gonna turn it on from nine to five, the rest I'm gonna let it go. Right. You're there, you're living that life. You have to you have to grind if you really want to make it work. Just look at all the greats. Walmart is still irrelevant today because they adapt, right? I mean, you have to just grind. All um, everyone that I've grown up around as well, successful businessmen or businesswomen, they're always on the phone, always on the phone, or learning something new, or trying to advance themselves. Or even when they're going to the gym, they're listening to podcasts instead of music. Facts. It's a lifestyle. Right. Yeah. I, w- I would add to that. Um, but at the same time, I think it's also yeah. important to uh, keep time for, for what's important. To, to be able to prioritize. Facts. Yeah. But who's going to say, Malik? Yeah, I was going to say, he made a great point that, you know, doesn't turn off. I think in a sense, how you do business with people, it trickles down to how you treat people in your personal life. Like if you're treating your staff or your other coworkers, you know, like, like shit, you know, you're not just going to go home all of a sudden be all lovey-dovey on your wife and your <laughs> friends. You, you, you might, you know, do something that you probably shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying that there's some, there's a lot going on at home that you're going to need to unpack. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of shows that you can't just be business business. I think in a sense, business is personal, right? Like how you conduct yourself. Cause think about it this way. If you treat someone like crap during business meetings or through everyday. So um, work life, and you decide to invite them out to dinner at your house, why would they want to now be in a space well, come. personal with you? They'll come. They'll come because they're your boss. <laughs> no, not even just boss. More so like coworkers. Like coworkers. why would a coworker want to hang out with you and when you treat them like shit every day? Right, right. You know what I mean? That's just to advance their career. Some people are sacrificed if they got to advance their career. That, well, that to has to do with integrity yeah. and a bunch of other right. things that some people yeah, want yeah, to yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so my thoughts on this is like, it can be, I think business is, I think it, it's more business than it is personal, but it might be 60, 40, 55, 45. Because it's kind of like this, like Chick-fil-A, right? Mm. They 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 close on Sundays every Sunday, right? And some people I wanted appreciate to bring that. that up. That's a good point. But some people is like, yo, um, because they're because of their um their beliefs, they're like, I'm not I'm not going there. Right. So I think business has become more personal with the the aspects of social media and PR and the news and things because if something come out on the news about a restaurant. And somebody don't like it, they're like, "Oh, I'm not shopping here no more." That's you true. what I'm saying because because the the customer took that personal. Yes. Or you go to um, a store, the manager or whoever treats you bad, 
the customer might be like, you know what, I'm not shopping anymore. And then they go to their friends and uh, uh, now they don't really like that store anymore. We boycott. So in a sense, <laughs> in a sense, business has become personal, at least for the consumer. From the consumer right. side, definitely. The business owner, that's binary depending on their on their style. That's my thought on that. Mm. Right, right. Ambition definitely matters, right? Um so when you first start off a business, you can so I was just watching uh, a Gary V uh reel today, and he was talking about how when you first start a business with your husband or your wife or your significant other, right? Um, you guys can start off promising each other the world and saying, Hey, we're going to the fucking moon. Like we want to get to a point where we're earning like $5 million in revenue every year and then just keep going from there. But as soon as the wife or the husband, any, or your significant other at the end of the day, could one of them could say, Hey, now like you, we just, we're making $300,000 a year now. I want to take the time to step back and enjoy it with my kids, right? While that would create some friction between the two of you, because one of you wants to keep going further and go to the moon as you guys promised each other, while the other wants to kick back and relax, right? It comes right. down to the fact that uh, everyone... When situation changes, your goals sometimes change, your desires change, your ambitions change. So not everyone wants to go through that, right? So in this case, the wife still wants to take the business as a lifestyle and just keep pushing. But the husband in this instinct, or whoever, this person X and person A um, may want to uh, just stop and like cherish the small things now. So... I think if you want to reach the moon, if you truly want to be the next Walmart, you truly want to be the next um, Disneyland or uh, <laughs> then you have to keep going and you have to make sure it's lifestyle. But uh, if, if you're happy where you're at, then just keep doing what you're doing. It's your boy, Mason. Thank you for tuning in. If this episode made you think of someone, reach out to them and share this episode with them. And do me a favor, subscribe to the Lunch Break Media Group on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And connect with me. Connect with me on Clubhouse and Instagram. You can find me by typing in Mason underscore the lunch. And if you on LinkedIn, look up Mason Ashad. DM me. Feel free to DM me uh, podcast ideas. If you'd like to be the guest on the podcast, DM me on Instagram, DM me, DM me on LinkedIn, or if we're in the same clubhouse room, just shout it out to me if we're on the same stage. All right? Can't wait to hear from you. Or you can text the phone number 585-502-8894.